Just, hi, I'm Jung Hee. I just want to thank you, uh, the, the organizers, and also this uh, great panel. I feel really honored to be a part of this panel uh, with somebody <laughs> as yourself <laughs> who has such a rich history and knowledge, as well as Ian, who's really pushing the voices of people of color on a national level, as well as I'm always inspired by the Dreamers and all the work that the Dreamers have done have been incredible and inspiring. Uh, and so for uh, me, for myself, I work a community coalition. For those of you who don't know us, we're a community-based organization here in South Los Angeles. We were founded in 1990 uh, in response to the crack epidemic to basically do community organizing, to make sure that those most affected by poverty, issues of violence and crime were at the center of the work to uh, address the issues in their community, address the problems in their community, uh, and making sure that people had a vehicle to do that uh, in a ways that could address issues of crime, violence, public safety, that didn't increase incarceration in the community. And so, um, for us, this question about, I, I think Ian put it really well, is, uh, you know, the, in the next phase of what they're doing is trying to figure out how to fill that gap from what they're doing at this national level with the local organizations. I see what we're doing with mass communications and our mass communications tools uh, is trying to figure out that gap from the other side, mm -hmm. right, from the local level to the, to the, uh, to the broader level. Uh, and so, um, you know, what I wanted to talk about was really that relationship between community organizing and that sort of uh, broader ma uh, mass uh, mobilization or, uh, and work that uh, other organizations and groups like Ian are doing. So um, I, I had prompt questions and I was sort of curious, <laughs> so I'm starting to adjust, so uh, you'll have to uh, excuse me because I'm trying to shuffle things around to go with the flow of the, of the panel. But for us, we've really invested over the last several years in building our mass communications uh, tools, right? So, uh, and and for the, all the reasons that has already been discussed about the importance and the impact of that, uh, and uh, the things that we've invested in is things like uh, the social media, new media. So for sure, the Facebook, the Twitter, all of that we have engaged people through email advocacy, all of that. Uh, and for community-based organization, we engage you know nearly 10,000 online supporters via th through those networked uh, tools. We also do things like a newspaper, right? We just launched a community newspaper that goes at quarterly. It's bilingual, uh, and you know, in this digital world, it, some people laugh when they find out that we have launched a community newspaper. But in our community in South LA, it still absolutely makes sense for us to have a community newspaper, right? Where we compete with corporate media for uh, the audience, for the vo uh, for. Um, uh, for the stories, for the for the values, so that uh, th that we can influence the way that people think and about issues uh, and about uh, uh, important uh, policies. So uh, I just for that in terms of why we did that, why did we invest in a mass communications tool such as these things? Uh, for us, it really is about oh wow that goes fast. <laughs> it really was about um, looking at what we do as community organizing, right? And that, uh, and at the core of what we do is that we we develop leaders from the ground up, right? Uh, we develop people who are most affected by the problems to be able to be agents of their own change, right? And that's still important, and that's pivotal. Uh, but at the same time, uh, th and that gives us great depth, right? That community organizing gives you great depth, but it doesn't always allow you to have the scale uh, and breadth of what we, uh, uh, of what you need to actually create power, right? Uh, that can uh, create transformative change that can be felt not just at a very local level, but at a very, uh, but at a broader regional level. Uh, and so we looked at all the work that we had done 
and said, we have great leaders, we've made significant impacts, we've won concrete victories, we've closed 150 liquor stores, and those are, and the impact of closing those liquor stores means that the violence around each of those liquor stores, 27% decrease in violence. That's real stuff, right? But at the same time, it seemed really localized, right? And it didn't seem regional and dispersed enough, right? And the kind of situations and, and problems that we we're facing needed much bigger scale and a much bigger response than what we were able to do through community grades. So for us, what that meant is that we really need to scale up, right? We need to be able to scale up, meaning that we need to be able to engage not just thousands, you know, several thousands of people throughout a year, but we need to be engaged tens of thousands of people, right? And in order to do that, we need to develop a new integrated power building model, right? And for us, the integrated power building model is about the community organizing, building the leaders, developing constituency, involving them in, in uh, direct action campaigns, developing leaders, getting people to take action on their own behalf, right? It also meant civic engagement, engaging tens of thousands of voters, not only in the election cycle, in an election, but outside of election cycle, so that we're transforming them, not just into an occasional voter, but people who vote consistently, people who vote as a block, people who can actually change their local, the local political scene uh, and their local communities. And then the third was to be able to communicate peop with people, tens of thousands of people, on a very consistent basis to, um, with a values-based messaging. Uh, that was really going to move people on a broader values-based platform rather than specific campaign issue or policy or campaign demand. Um, and so that's really about why we made those investments in being able to, uh, in, in the developing of our mass communications infrastructure. Um, you know, just in terms of how we sort of integrate communications and organizing and civic engagement in this power building model, one example would be that, for example, our, our newspaper is distributed to 75 different locations throughout South LA at this point. It goes out to 12,000 people, uh, a couple thousand hand uh, mailed out, but mostly it's distributed at a restaurant, it's distributed at the church, it's distributed at the local social service agency, uh, and, and, um, and then in those distribution sites, are in key neighborhoods where we're trying to build voter density in places like in a neighborhood where we're developing grassroots leaders to be able to transform their neighborhood park, right? And so that's how we're trying to build that integrated model um, uh, of organizing civic engagement mass communications. This is the last thing I would say. In terms of the question about, let's say, what Ian's work is doing, what community organizations like Community Coalition are doing, I don't, uh, to me it's really about a question of, uh, of depth and, and scale, right? Of depth and width, right? Um, and that it's not, it's not an either or question to me. Like as, as people building a movement, we have to be able to do both depth and scale, right? Uh, and so um, I think they have very different roles, right? I think we have to see them for uh, the, the different advantages that they have and what they bring to the whole uh, movement building um, question. Uh, I also think, though, um, what's important, though, about uh, community organizing is that, for me as a community organizer, <laughs> from a community organizing institute, is that um, what, what community organizing brings that uh, can't be replaced is that, uh, that development of people into leaders, right? Uh, they also have different speeds by which things can happen. Developing somebody, a parent, whose kid goes to a school that's overcrowded, it's built for 1,500 and 5,000 kids go to, right? And who's just trying to figure out how to get some classes for her, kid, her kids, right? Or who's trying to get, you know, special uh, ed classes for her kids. And to be able to then become an advocate for college prep policies that 
will benefit all of Los Angeles kids, that takes time, right? But that's also important. That time, that investment in that has to be made, right? Because otherwise, without that, we're not changing the basic power dynamics, right? Uh, and altering power relations. And I think a really good example of that to me is, uh, is the Coney campaign. Right? So I have no arguments about the visibility it raised and about the importance of being educating a whole set of people, particularly in the West, that who had no idea what was going on in Uganda. Right? Um, but at the same time, that to me, what, that, what at the same time it left out the voices of people most affected by the problem. Right? And it did nothing to alter the relations between black and white, between the West and Africa. And to me, that's why the work that community-based organizations do in trying to figure out this breadth and scale, this depth and scale question is really important. And it has a really important role for community organizations like Community Coalition and others that do. So thank you.